0: Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip
1: Hop I am Wood Made daily (laughs) With organic Farm to table Localized, Neuralized, Sterilized Scotch Guarded for 2020 Repellent Available online, Shipped via Amazon Not available on Sundays But now Available on TheBeastRadio.com Broken Pencil Logic You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy.
0: (laughs) If I told you I was marked safe, this time it would be a lie. Mm.
1: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That's how you want to start the show?
0: They got me, dog. They got me.
1: got ice box where my heart used to be got a ice box where my heart used to be you ho. <laughs> jeez bro
0: they got me bro i'm i'm, I'm over here i'm over here with all the 19s
1: don't tase me bro
0: oh man the beautiful thing about doing this the way that we've been doing it and doing it the level we've been doing it for as long as we've been doing it is the fact that the casino stays open, sir.
1: Yeah, this is true. So, yeah. Like we could we could end up in storm shelters, but as long as we got a strong internet connection, you finna get this work.
0: And I feel far better than I sound, please believe. Today Fantastic is old. Thursday, February the 10th. Yeah, if I love it. Yeah, if I love it. I said, Yeah, if I love it. Yeah, if I love it. 20 and
1: 22. Hey man
0: and uh, later on in the show we have a special guest uh, from uh, DFW pro wrestling fame and soon to be national and international wrestling fame and also a musician as well. Primetime Dante Smiley will be joining us Can you dig it? Tony Snow is not too far behind I'm sure (laughs) Because Because you
1: cannot ban the snowman You
0: cannot ban the snowman also, I haven't
1: found a good enough reason yet.
0: Before, before we get completely open,
1: pause.
0: DFW hip hop has lost another one this week. Rest in peace, the Beat Nerd Hub, who passed away tragically earlier this week. Um, good people. Only thing I can tell you is take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and please take advantage of your medical resources. I'm not this is not a jab or anything at anybody. But we're losing too many people for too many of the similar reasons. And the only way we can stop this is by getting ahead of it. So, uh, this episode is dedicated to memory uh, and the the beats of Beat Nerd Hub of DFW Hip Hop fame. That man's got a catalog, man. He's got over 60 tracks with Kenfolk Jack alone. (laughs) Like, man. (laughs) He out here.
1: Mm -hmm. We outside, buddy.
0: We outside. Yo, okay, so all the particulars out the way I, I've shot my slugs I've said my shout outs
1: hit them with the hashtags and the social things just you know cause just, that's just the, because that's the right th- yeah just because you know it's the right thing to do
0: broken pencil logic you can't write this fuck life shawty we
1: don't we, well, I'm, I took it back we can take that yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> see, see now I can <laughs> see I did that for a reason I wanted to make sure all your mental faculties were still in need. no they're not <laughs> with
0: the shit fuck the casual fan and uh Shouts out to Mr. High School Holler, Ron Murray, because uh. Price
2: just went up. Pri- price just went up. Price, price just went
1: up.
0: On your bitch Way ass. Way up.
1: Yesterday's price is not today's price, and I'm certain it will not be tomorrow's price
0: at all. If you don't believe me, ask your gas tank, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has been happening this every, week? Every,
1: every fucking <laughs> no. Everything and nothing. <laughs> like that's that that is
0: that is the correct answer sir
1: like dead ass the week was dry as fuck. (laughs) i mean i mean everybody
0: been on their best behavior the most exciting thing we had to look forward to was something that i downplayed for a week and that was and that was the alleged opening of the forbidden door in aew once again
1: so what we really need to do is we need to get Kanos on this show to get a working book definition of what the forbidden door means because I was under the impression that the forbidden door means one promotion swapping talent with another promotion so if somebody from impact showed up on WWE TV uh, a the Royal Rumble that's walking that, through the forbidden that's Door. that's
0: walking through the forbidden door
1: Gallows and Anderson coming from Impact over to AEW,
0: Not walking at, through the forbidden door with Don Callis, definitely walking through the Walk, forbidden door.
1: You feel me? Whenever Okada decides to come from New Japan and end up in AEW,
0: walking, walking, through, the walking through the
1: forbidden door.
0: Rocky, Mar, uh, Rocky, Romero, Mar, Mar, Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Romero. He is the <laughs> forbidden door.
1: <laughs> I got, I got these, I got these bars where I have like Porsche Panamera and panoramic right behind each other and <laughs> you <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a, a rick ross panoramic.
0: That's, that's a rick ross sober
1: shit. <laughs> that's what that is <laughs> take it easy take it easy <laughs> what we're not gonna do is that
0: <laughs> my bad
1: <laughs> take it easy
0: relax but, uh, son yeah
1: relax r-e-l-a-x in my A- A- aaron Rodgers voice A- oh, A- A- Ron.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah like that's what i thought forbidden door meant but apparently forbidden door means if you used to work there and you pull up over here that's forbidden door like nah I, I, I think that's just you know
0: that's that's open cap is what that is I, that's new That's new employment <laughs> bag security
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's baggington securitas
0: <laughs> it's the firm thereof I mean,
1: hell you, you, can, hell you,
0: mean? You, you can't tell me where I can go when I'm able to go and, sh- and speaking of the forbidden door shouts out to Keith Lee and Mia Yim on their nuptials this past weekend
1: congratulations and I'm
0: pissed. At, I'm pissed at Shelton Benjamin for not having Why? that steel chair. <laughs> you know?
1: Man, look, Shelton put his work in <laughs> on social media. He tried his best. He put tried to pull off a prank. Tried to stop the wedding, air quotes, and you know he was unsuccessful. <laughs> let is, man, hey, let that man live the gimmick all the way to the, remote, say, to the altar
0: to the grave. He's taking that shit home with him.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> I see, like, if you would, if you would integrate that. On WWE TV, that's funny. That's like tongue in cheek. They would like
0: never, with talent, they just got released. They would never. No, I'm saying before you
1: even released her. Oh do man, do you know? Do you know how much TV I could have gotten out of you admitting that Mia Yim and Keith Lee are together, and that Shelton has a vendetta has like a bullshit vendetta with me and yim just because they hate each other
0: remember when Air quotes remember when shelton first came back um he he, he he was signed then had a shoulder injury that that delayed his return for a year and right? when he came back he didn't say shit on the mic until he ended up on raw with the hurt business he was like anytime you interviewed him he just looked at you pointing at the mic almost like he was about to say damn but didn't say anything and just walked off that's like a, he was like an on-air in-ring coach and you could have done the same thing with that Mia M., M. Yangle. Yango. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I want it?
1: them. Is this is this the tongue twister episode? Is this what the fuck this is? <laughs> Apparently so. We need to check in. We need to check in with Chicago. See if the speed night monsters are calling Say, in. Say,
0: shouts out to the legendary trackster.
1: You see what I'm saying? Shout out to Buck and both all the members of Psycho
0: Drama.
1: <laughs> uh, but. One so the, well, the got more. Go pick up the is, pump. Uh, I am more than compelled and honored to expel Don't do it. Don't do it. For fuckers who wanted violence.
0: Yeah. Don't. Don't. do Okay. Let me. Let me look,
1: don't let me start remembering the verse from the remix with Cameron. <laughs> you have somersaulted and dived in the coffin of shit. <laughs> like how, Throwback. How does that... If oh, a babe. mad science, if a mad scientist could rap, <laughs> that is what Buck from Psychodrama sounds like.
0: <laughs> that was Chicago in the nineties, no doubts. What that? That's what that oh was. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> now you're gonna go make me listen, listen to
0: Wild Like the sh- Hunted. It or- <laughs> You know, we going ha- we gonna have to. Uh, you know what? Before we bring Dante on, we going we gonna have to uh, close out with. Uh, with some psychodrama, just so people can understand what we're talking about, because there's a whole generation <laughs> of cats that was, that was introduced the greatness that is psychodrama.
1: The circle that turns around upon itself.
0: <laughs> Boy, uh, don't, don't, that's, a, whew, that, that's, that's a whole different so there, back, where, where we, we yeah. back. We back on Keith Lee and me and you.
1: It, it's a whole Except lot of Benjamin. smoke. Yeah. But what I'm saying is what they could have done is like, it could have been playful banter. Where Mia Yim and, and Shelton kind of go back and forth, you know, whether they scone or plan pr- uh, pranks or whatever, until that one time Shelton goes too far. <laughs> and the one time Shelton goes too far, that's when Keith Lee decides to get involved. He can play the background for all the practical jokes while they're going on and it's all good natured. But the time he goes too far, that's when Keith Lee gets involved. And then you have Shelton Benjamin teaching class with Keith Lee. Mm. Mm. All I'm saying is, hit for a nominal fee. Oh, no. Soon to be a <laughs> phenomenal fee. My hands in the air, waving side to side. I will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, Pass the offer slice plate. it off, and put it on
0: your plate. Put that change in there, make them bills fold, making sure they crinkle.
1: We appreciate the money that, <laughs> that jingles, but we'd rather have the money that folds. All that. <laughs> All that. Shout out to Lisa McDowell. Man, oh boy. All yeah, right. Hey, since, we, since we talking about rap, rap money and getting to it and people doing cool shit and, and we rather have the money that folds, shout out to Snoop Dogg. Oh boy. Snoop Dogg done bought Death Row Records. Say it again. Say it again. Snoop Dogg. Well, actually, I think we can call him Snoop Doggy Dog again because he owns that too. <laughs> done bought, bought Death Row Records. So now we can officially say Death Row is the label that pays, me.
0: <laughs> he probably bought Death Row as a flex just for that one line. Because <laughs> he, he ain't, <laughs> ain't got to worry about saying aftermath. He ain't got to worry about saying doggy style. None of that. He can actually say Death Row and mean it now. 13, Me
1: thirteen. So okay, he has bought Death Row uh, about a year and some or cha- well, a little less than a year, removed a uh, year away from the 30 year anniversary of Doggy Style,
0: and he's been rocking a Doggy Style jacket for the last year nonstop.
1: So I would believe that this sale, this sale and pending acquisition, has been going on for a little bit longer than we're willing to guess at.
0: I mean, it really means nothing to now, anyone. When you're, doing,
1: when, when you're doing Raising Cane partnerships and you got the doggy style jacket on, like, you know some shit. Like, look,
0: everything he's done, whether it be WWE, AEW, uh, uh, Triller, every, Raising canes, everything that he's done, he's worn that jacket over the last year.
1: Martha Stewart probably has one of those jackets.
0: She probably has the the jacket that he's been wearing. Let's keep it a buck.
1: She got one signed in a glass case. Then she got one she wears on the weekends to run errands.
0: And then the one that he leaves over there when they go smoke. Don't act like don't act like they ain't outside. Don't do that. Of
1: course they are. Of course they are. So it's really a smoking jacket. That's what I was. Ha
0: ah, I see what you did there. <laughs>
1: Can you dig it?
0: Well done, sir. Well done.
1: Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. So
0: the forbidden door opens, quote unquote, and
1: yeah, up, we, st- we need we need Conos to define this.
0: Of so. the two, one of them is potentially an actual forbidden door ca- participant, and that would be what uh, that would be. Switchblade J White. Now that's forbidden door. Switchblade Jay White showed up to crack the skull of uh, of one Trent Beretta up, up against the side of a semi trailer.
1: Man, he, he sold the shit out of that, too. Dude.
0: Let me tell you something, man. Trent Beretta is doing more selling of a neck after a, a, a serious neck injury and surgery than Bruh. anyone I've seen this side of old Randy Savage or old uh, Ricky,
1: Ricky Steamboat. Famo, you're doing too much. That's what I'm (laughs) trying to tell you. I don't give a damn who's paying what. It's only so much I'm going to let you do with my neck if I've had neck surgery. Speaking as someone who's been there before. I'm about
0: to say, you have a stack of dimes. Arn Anderson has a stack of dimes. You ever seen him play games with his neck?
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) See that part? (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't give a damn if I had brontosaurus bones in this motherfucker. If I didn't hurt the bitch, you're not finna throw me into the side of a tractor trailer.
0: The neck is damaged goods. Go shatter the ankle, then then I'll believe you.
1: Bobby <laughs> Bobby Heenan spent his whole life post Ultimate Warrior telling motherfuckers to stay away. Stay from away my neck.
0: from my neck. And
1: the <laughs> one time they got him to break character on television is because somebody was playing around next to his neck. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brian Pillman. Man. Don't be playing around my engine areas, bitch. I, I'm strapped now. He dropped the
0: whole F-bomb live on TNT. And you no, feel me? And then nobody like, say nothing about it.
1: <laughs> Bobby Heenan been part of the wrestling business, what, 40 years when that happened? He ain't never done nothing like that before. Broadcast. He, ain't, he, he has, ain't laughed on camera.
0: Broadcast journalist, uh, a pioneer for the pay-per-view era. The, he, he, the consummate heel, like he could crack jokes and make others laugh and him not laugh himself.
1: That's Him and Gorilla Monsoon having like three hour freestyle sessions on pay per view broadcast, and he ain't never slipped up. <laughs> Gorilla have that's a professional. <laughs> that's, a pro- that's a professional, man. And you matter of may- fact, hey, you know what? I should call Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan Gorilla Glue because they stick together like a motherfucker.
0: Hey, you are you are you on supplies right now? Because you are in your own bag.
1: I mean, I am a supply, but no, I'm uh, on the Okay, now. got you. Right on. Now I'm a a walking supply
0: uh, Before we get into The rest of AEW Dynamite Mm.
1: Because
0: there was (laughs) MJF (laughs) MJF Mm. is worth talking about for sure WWE Monday Night Raw Was absolutely nothing to talk about Not even anything to write home to So much so that They switched networks for the week Why? Because of the Winter Olympics That are happening over in Communist China
1: is it just me or does Raw seem more at home on sci-fi?
0: <sighs> it's, like, deadass. During
1: it's, the Alexa Bliss segment, I was like, this is perfect for sci-fi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and and this it harkens back to the SmackDown era on on sci-fi. Um, S- SmackDown seems more at home now on Raw. You know, on Fox because of Pat McAfee if nobody else, but Raw definitely feels at home on sci-fi. That said, Raw suffered the worst ratings they've had in over a decade according to Nielsen this week
1: wait so we've dipped we've dipped down again yes we we were already in worst worst uh ratings in the history of the show territory now we've we've gone further into descent
0: we're 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 worst ratings in over a decade
1: so how far down the toilet do we have to go before somebody admits that okay this ain't working i want to know like i know there's going down with the ship And I I guess there was there was a low point where they decided that Heyman wasn't going to run Raw anymore in this in this incarnation of whoever's head of creative or whoever's in charge of Monday Night Raw next to Vince McMahon. At what point does does USA have to step in and say, fuck this, we pulling the plug on what y'all doing?
0: I mean, eventually they're going to have to make a decision because that billion dollar bag across multiple networks, it doesn't look like you're getting a hell of a return on the investment especially when the company drew the most money in company's history over the last year with all these releases.
1: Was it like $1.18 billion that that the company grossed? I don't have it right in front of me, but I know that stock dividend ought to be kicking in pretty soon.
0: <laughs> get get your bag up, because uh, they bamboozled a bunch of
1: talent. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm finna... It's, <laughs> for those of you who are in the stock trading or you're just trying to figure it out or whatever and you happen to be a wrestling fan, now would be the time to kind of load up on some of that stock if you can get, get your hands on it because uh, when this sells, oh
0: yeah. $1.02 billion was what the company reported in annual revenue in 2021. <sighs> Budget cuts. Budget cuts. $1.02 Billion dollars That's One billion
1: Twenty million A billion, A billet A billion. One One billion Twenty million dollars <laughs> Did you put your pinky up When you said that Right up to the corner Of your mouth
0: I got my hands On the keyboard And I have both My pinkies up That should tell you Something Shouts out Booker T <laughs>
1: <laughs> King Booker You feel
0: me on your funky you ass. On but your funky ass.
1: It's it's tough. It's rough on rats and tough on cats right now. As far as this whole WWE thing, like everybody's. It used to be everybody was getting rich at the same time. Now nobody's getting rich except WWE. And at some point, these television networks have to have like a a, a come to Jesus meeting or come to Jesus moment, even though. With these super poor ratings and, like, the lowest in company history, it's still earning money for so, USA. So it's not what it was. You're probably never going to get back to 98. But, damn, bro.
0: So, right now, WWE stock price is at $54.97 American.
1: Get as many as you can. Buy, every time you think about buying a pair of Jordans, just buy the equal. The equal equating amount of wwe stock and that's yeah, as of the stock. time of
0: us recording this not as of the time of you listening to this i want you to be very clear on that because we're not stock experts i'm re- giving you live real-time analysis
1: see that's it that we're not we're not uh brokers or or any of the things of that sort so don't hold us i'm just trying to help you
0: yeah help 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 you help yourself now
1: trying to help you not be a loser all your life
0: 52 week high 70.72 dollars, 72 cents. 52 week low 45.87 dollars 87 cents. so you're closer to the low than you are the high buy low sell high is that that how it goes
1: last time i checked and that's not just stocks that's everything everything everything
0: everything oh and also show up broken brokenpistlebc at gmail.com that's at broken on all social media platforms at social media b- at, at broken on what Everything. 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 Now, back on task. Uh, to combat this, AEW has this whole Forbidden Door campaign for the for the whole week. And everybody who Str- didn't watch Raw I guarantee you watched AEW just to find Str- out what was happening.
1: Deadass. Stressing the point of Forbidden Door. Now, you could have just said a free agent signing. That would have been cool. That would have been enough. But it was like, Forbidden Door and and Kanos put out a tweet saying that the free agent signing and the Forbidden Door member were the same person. Which we know for a fact
0: cannot be true unless we get an actual working definition from Kanos. And that works out to his advantage. Why? Because like I told you, we had Jay White and in the the ensuing segment we had Isaiah Cassidy versus a mystery opponent mystery opponent was limitless keith lee coming out to that name the limitless keith lee
1: no limit records baby
0: (laughs) for the nine nine no no that's cash money wait a minute whoa
1: and the 2000
0: we'll take that too that's cash money where where dreams come true
1: (laughs) (laughs) well then there's that
0: speaking of well uh, yeah. this is also the, the the week of the actually yesterday.
1: Big show's Wellne- 50- the wellness. No. <laughs> mm. The
0: big show's 50th birthday. Hey. Happy 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 birthday to Paul White.
1: Yeah. No no BS Paul White. 50 of them. <laughs> Him and Mark Henry finna be out doing a fool. You hear me? <laughs> they probably doing a
0: fool right now in a subcompact <laughs> car.
1: Look, that's for TV. Ain't no one here riding like that.
0: Yeah, on purpose.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. No. No way in hell. If I'm working the the counter at the car rental place and Mark Henry and Paul White walk in and Mark Henry asks me for a Camaro, I'm gonna look at him like I've been I've been on the clock too long if he'd be fucking playing with me.
2: Oh, pull, man. I'm going to pull it
1: I'm going to pull you want the Suburban or you want the Armada I'm going to go ahead and pull it around for you
0: <laughs> man give me that Suburban because that Armada ain't got no back room space you know what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> you feel
1: me like the leg room yeah. No. And, and why I did that is the Suburban is a more comfortable ride the Armada is better gas mileage
0: the, and those got me Purvin It's going to hop in my Suburban
1: you know what I'm saying shout out 8-ball you, tu- you can turn up the Snoop Dogg as loud as you want to Cause death row is the life that pays mate. Or
0: or you know Those who used to it Lose women The player like me used to it Space age Pimping
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just,
1: just gems
0: Gem's being dropped on your forehead Alright so
1: uh, I'm having a good time
0: We kick off AEW Dynamite With uh Wardlow coming out with cutouts from the uh, and they their life size cutouts from the post match from MJF <laughs> defeating CM Punk last week in Chicago and Sean Spears comes out and hands Justin Roberts a diatribe to read to the audience and the it's, script it's, it's exactly it is a script that is the damnedest intro for anyone that anyone's ever done And for someone like Justin Roberts, who's been known as the Dapper Yapper, legendary in multiple organizations, including WWE, to be be handed a script to have to read this intro for MJF makes MJF the biggest asshole heel currently in professional wrestling and quite possibly in the history of the business.
1: All right, so let's go ahead and settle this because <laughs> I know what you were doing. So there's been a lot of back and forth and I, I'm not I, I don't know how we got to this point specifically, but there's this Internet tug of war going on about MJF and the Mids. And it, it, most of it comes from when CM Punk cut his promo and mentioned and name dropped the Miz and, and the world turned on its ear for a second. And since then, there's been this running comparison between MJF and the Miz. Now, we all know Miz is the first Ballot Hall of Famer. Should be. Um, no, no question. Yeah, no question. He's probably the most... Durable? The most, yeah, he's probably the most durable superstar of the modern era
0: would would you say available and reliable the two best abilities
1: what is the best ability availability what is the second best ability reliability and there you have it so he's durable he's reliable he's uh entertaining when he has the right material to work with um like
0: think about it think about it he's been he's been wrestling now for almost 20 years right right he had his first catastrophic uh, career-threatening injury last year. It was out for roughly eight months.
1: Because they surrounded the ring with zombies. <laughs> it was a fucking zombie. So, fight, something I'm that was something it. that was preventable. Zombies, freak- ate his, zombies ate his ACL. <laughs>
0: Literally, it's exactly.
1: That's exactly what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> Shit, you mean, bro? I'm trying to help you. <laughs>
0: anyway, continue. Gonna... But,
1: <laughs> but the whole thing is like, okay, how old, how old is MJF right now? Twenty five, bro. Okay, what was Miz doing at twenty five? Because I want to make this a fair comparison. <laughs> because you're comparing today Miz with today MJF, which. Keep it, to, in, keep, it in the,
0: perfectly, keep it in it oh, in the buck. Ahead. Keep it in the buck. I believe he won his first championship in 2007. Because Miz up is 40, make, right?
1: Look it up and make certain. Like, I, I need to verify all this. I don't know Miz's age. I know he's from Ohio. I know he's a Browns fan. That's about it. Okay, so... I don't know any more than the, the reality he's 40, show. He's we'll 41.
0: Tell me. So 15 okay. years ago puts him at 26 years of age. 15 years ago puts him at 2007. In 2007, let's see
1: here. I think we still might be Miz and, uh, Miz and Morrison. Miz and
0: Morrison were tag team champions, so he had a belt.
1: Okay. So Miz, it'd be fair to say at 25, if you compare the two at 25, MJF is more advanced. Yes or no?
0: Yes. I
1: not I did w- I didn't say more accomplished.
0: No, def- definitely, higher. definitely more advanced.
1: Yeah, just more advanced at the act of being a heel.
0: Now so, also also keep this in mind too. MJF has been wrestling at this point for I believe six years.
1: Okay, so when so how long in in two thousand seven? How long had Miz been wrestling?
0: Let's find he's,
1: out. He's on Tough Enough, which dates back a couple more years. Whoa! 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 2006. Okay, so he's in year two versus year six. He's so, he's fresh he's
0: fresh out of year one, carrying a uh carrying a title.
1: Cool. Okay, so we can split the difference and say this is year two of MJF on national television.
0: Okay, I, I'm with I'm with you on that.
1: So. I feel like the upside on the 25-year-old we watch now is more than the 42 year, 41, 42-year-old we're watching on TV now.
0: And he's got some... His trainers, too. Man, I didn't, I, didn't real, I knew one of them. I didn't realize it was two of them.
1: Nah, Miz going into the Hall of Fame. Miz is undervalued. Miz is, is underrated. Uh, underutilized, in my opinion. It's just... <sighs> The ceiling seems higher for MJF. Why? Because MJF gets it. And he gets it early. He <sighs> 2007 Miz is a far, far cry from uh, Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan and um, Intercontinental Championship run You know, in, in 2017. I'll, like, do, I'll do you
0: one better. 2007 Miz is closer to the real world than 2022 MJF is to Combat Zone, which is where he started wrestling.
1: You see what I'm saying? Like, let I don't
0: that see... sit for a second. And people don't realize that he was also in uh, in a MLW when AEW first kicked off. So he was pulling double duty,
1: which is why I put that caveat about national television. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like y'all gotta y'all gotta relax. <laughs> Like it's cool. It's cool to compare, but I, I look if if MJF is pulling this type of stuff off now, in year six of being being a wrestler, year two on national television. Put twenty years on this, and I'm under the impression that all twenty may not be in the same place. Put twenty years on
2: this.
0: I'm gonna. I'm almost willing to bet that MJF is willing to, to take a bet to go to Stanford just to see if they fuck it up.
1: He'll go for the for
0: the he'd be the a shit. fool not to because the bag would be ridiculous.
1: Right. But the but the, the, f-
0: home, but the homecoming
1: boy, because we, we did talk about this. The contracts in Stanford are about to change. You're not gonna get royalties on t-shirts and other merchandise and shit like that. They just cutting you a check. First of all, what merchandise does MJF have? I'm just saying for Stanford, he might sell a t-shirt. Everybody sells has a t-shirt. You get one, it's part of the contract.
0: Right, but as of right now, what does he have? He got shirts according to sean spears he has that shirt that he that i'm better than the best in the world <laughs> he had like one or two
1: shirt, shirts you know before that they weren't all that great that i remember but he's but, had merchandise but
0: he's come, coming from the chris jericho skill uh, uh school of heels where heels don't have merch that's what i'm saying that his biggest piece of merchandise is a burberry uh, uh scarf
1: Chris Chris Jericho is a horrible horrible reference for anything about trademarks and merchandise <laughs> and any of that shit because this man is out here trademarking every every possible phrase he can trying to hit one last lick.
2: <laughs>
0: what, it, what, what we going to change his name
1: to is the one last lick Jericho. What you
0: don't realize is when you are doing stuff like that, you taking all that last lick away from you. No one people tap dance away from that on purpose.
1: Like It's time to go back to Full heel because at this point he tried to trademark GFY which people know what that stands for. Um, then John Moxley <laughs> said, said it on TV and it kind of died. You know, it died a slow death. Now he's trademarked the Influencer. So if you watch AEW, you heard him kind of drop that in there to start getting that. That's his next incarnation is the Influencer. So he's probably good. If the inner circle finally, finally fucking breaks up, and he moves on, he may try to start another incarnation with younger dudes and then basically say he's the influencer because I build stars. <laughs> and you know that that ain't really how that went, but he's
0: bringing I, all the cap and what's seeming to be one of his last years in, uh, as a professional wrestler.
1: I just, yeah, so he, he's not the guy to be necessarily bringing up for that, but he does know how to turn over a dollar. But the new contracts in Stanford. Or what MJF will, would probably end up signing if he ever does make the jump, they're more like professional sports contracts. You're getting a set amount of money for a set amount of time. Now, I don't. This money, this money, this. Are they doing away with the downside guarantee? We don't know. Like it's it all. All that
0: seems to be like a salary. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that we've read... Yeah, but
1: is that's, point- that's, what, that's what they're going more towards the salary.
0: Yeah. But I don't think there's going to be a downside guarantee. It's like what you what you sign for is what you're going to get divided by 12 or, or 24 or 52, depending on how you, they
1: want to break it out. So you'll never get what you're worth. You get what you negotiate. Mm. So you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have talent to start to say, I've outperformed the terms of this contract or I am earning more for the company than I am personally earning for myself at at some point sooner than later like in professional sports you're going to start to see holdouts and at some point when a talent slash athlete slash performer decides they're going to hold out before too long either Stanford has to void the contract or the t- said talent has to honor the contract, or it has to go to arbitration. So earlier
0: this week, Antonio Brown signed to Kanye West Donda Sports Agency as its Jeez. president.
1: Did we learn nothing from Master P?
0: Um. Did we learn anything from Hove? Hove did I? Exactly. I, I exactly. Remember. And here. Here. And here. <laughs>
1: Talk to him, Trips. Here's the thing, yeah. Hove Hove has Hov done decent with his, you know, with his sports situation. I,
0: I first of all, I don't know if you want to be if if, the, if I'm, I'm asking I'm asking the question simply because there this is in play now, not because I think that these are the go tos for doing this, but because it's a newfound entity that's that's coming out and it already has brand recognition and name association with it. What are the odds of newly signed talent to a, one of these contracts you're talking about having an agent or representation attached to it?
1: I think that's that should be the new move going forward. I know some people that, I mean, cause it's not really new. Like Hogan's, Hogan's had an agent, Goldberg's had an agent. Like they've, most people have those agents that do do the negotiating. Most people not every wrestler is just walking into the office blind and just taking the first offer like, shaking
0: shaking it. a hand sitting down looking at a contract and grabbing a pen and then either signing it or tearing it up like that's not Ma-
1: happening now maybe if you just eating a raw can of tuna and and, <laughs> and, and 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 getting through the week with a bag of potatoes like sure yeah you might fuck around and say you know what i don't care what you offer me i am sick of eating cold tuna man now yeah and that's how it happens with record deals y'all eating ramen noodles and it's like, well, shit. We either finna sign this deal, or we getting put out.
0: <laughs> or oh, I'm
1: going back to the block, and the block are already hot because I got ops. <laughs> See how that shit work? But <clears throat> I mean, it would it would not be it would not be a, a foolish maneuver to procure some um, representation in the form of an agent and an entertainment lawyer, and I would assume. Some of your top tier stars, when it comes time to renegotiate under the new uh, regime, might start doing that. And the first person I'm thinking of is Roman Reigns. Mm. It all goes <laughs> back to that to that uh, Faberge egg conversation. Up hundred million dollars, almost as much as my next contract.
0: <laughs> we gonna see how you, real we gonna see how real that is. That's gonna be some shit.
1: Nah, real shit. You you don't think Roman can? command a hundred mil for five years
0: there, I, you may not agree with this but there's only two people right now that can command that kind of contract one of them is, is na- last name is uh, is N-O-I-E okay. the, the other one's last name is Orton
1: I don't know how the fuck you keep putting Orton in this situation because you
0: how? have to keep in mind how? He's available reliable and, and reliable just happened within the last few years but he's been there nonstop since two thousand and two, he is—he I mean, is literally the Undertaker now.
1: I guess if I look at him like I like you would look at Tom Brady, I yeah, because Tom Brady, he has the accomplishments to reset the market. So okay, yeah. Cool i still i still don't really really hold i like randy orton we have gotten past the point where that i don't like randy yeah
0: i'm not i'm not even like this i swear this is not cap this is not anything having to do with favoritism i'm I'm looking at the the raw body of work that is his wwe career the only career that he has and if roman reigns can command that based on what he's been doing so can someone who's been there for 20 years and and had held 14 titles
1: Fourteen singles we,
0: championships. That is,
1: but as we know about pro sports and and salary caps and like uh, resetting the market from from your position, you don't get paid for what you've done. You get paid for the. What ceiling have you done you for have. me? Yeah. What
0: have you done for me lately, and what can you do next?
1: Yeah, you get that second contract based on the potential of what you can do for me. Dakota Prescott did not get his deal. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) That's the one. Fuck it. I'll
1: leave Dak out. Um, Patrick Mahomes did not get his deal based on what he did in the first two seasons, even though he did the damn near impossible. They gave him that money because of how old he was and how many foreseeable years he has left. What you can bring to me there's
0: also collective bargaining that, that dictates that too, but that, that's another conversation. But, but continue.
1: Which which I'm saying, I think we might be moving towards that. Like ah, Yang, okay, okay. Andrew Yang is the inevitable. <laughs>
2: like,
0: uh, fuck
1: what you're going through. Andrew Yang will have his say before somebody goes in the ground.
0: Unions, collective bargaining... All, all the things that people have been scared to talk about are going to be a a commonplace in the next five to 10 years. And, and also medical benefits.
1: All of the above.
0: Because all, all of these people that, I guarantee you, anyone not signed to WWE directly or through a Legends deal, they're probably talking about medical benefits, especially right now. Because, like, uh, Tanahashi took a, what, a 25% pay cut, and he's considered the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and luckily for him, it's a 25% pay cut in an environment where he's not going to be working nearly as much as he has in the past. In fact, I'd say this year, last year, and 2020 are probably going to be the years that he worked the least in his wrestling career.
1: So in his situation it might be okay. I'm taking a 25% cut pay cut to sit on my ass.
0: And I'm guaranteeing you health when when it's time to get back to work. Ding ding. <laughs> meanwhile in America <laughs> shit ain't going quite going like that. Have, have we met? I I'm I'm wood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would they were they good right now? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile at the Legion of Doom, so money just going to get different I, with I, I'm not so certain that in Stanford's quest for more money because Canada wants more money, I am not totally certain that they have properly vetted what the future could look like if one or two people get smart because mm. all it takes is one it takes one guy to get it on their mind and shit gets very different
0: sidebar randy orton and roman reigns have an age difference of five years in case you didn't know that
1: I, be that as it may
0: no i'm just i'm just saying like that that that's a lot closer than what i anticipated it being
1: no, I, I get you. And then, but what, what did I say? Was it last episode or the one before last? When you're on TV, you age in dog years. <laughs> oh, do, Rand- you, do you ever? <laughs> Randy's like 67 right now. Oof. In TV, TV- Randy's like 67. Yeah, you're right. Still in phenomenal condition. Still probably the best in-ring performer on the roster. Um, most believable. He's the prototypical WWE superstar even still like i'm sure because of everything you said he could he could get a hundred mil i just don't know once you give him the hundred mil how are you going to get it back
3: because mm. i know how
1: you get it because i know how you get it back with with, with mr White. Mm. have you recognized your tribal chief today
0: i was just going to tell you that not only have i but you just have as well
1: I do what I can to give back to my community. I, I'm just trying to be an asset and not an ass.
0: There's that. <laughs> Much appreciated.
1: I, but I know how you get that 100 mil back with, with, with Roman. I don't necessarily. You can get it back with Randy. It might take you a little longer. It might take you the whole five years to get it back. Only because what is left for you to do with him. Like he's done Everything he's been healed,
0: he's been faced. You're getting he, more comedy gold out of him on house shows than you are on TV.
1: You feel me? Like <laughs> him, him doing this comedy thing with RK, bro. It's it it fills up some TV segments. It's cool. I don't have no problems with it. Hey, hearing him talk about ounces and pounds and grams and calibrating scales like that's and, hilarious and, and, to and, me. And, and baking. <laughs> yes, and baking like that's hilarious to me. But again, you giving a hundred million dollars to the guy doing that
0: <laughs> when it's exactly when that's the the main reason why he wouldn't be worth a hundred million dollars to begin with. The irony, you feel me? <laughs> so anyway, you,
1: yeah, all of that.
0: Yeah, back back on to uh, back on to AEW though. Uh, what else do we have so we Keith Lee sacrifice uh, Isaiah Cassidy
1: (laughs) black history month crime we you know what we should have known who who the forbidden door air quotes entrant was gonna be because of the time of year All I'm saying, like we're 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 better than where we were. We're not dragging Darby Allen from the back of a uh, of a SUV.
0: No, that they were definitely not doing that in Texas.
1: We we got <laughs> we've no we've gotten better each Black History Month that AEW has been in circulation. We're, we're getting better and better.
0: And here we are with with Keith Lee. Uh, but speaking of Texas, we have a Texas Death Match to close the show out. And oh my damn, Hangman Page versus. Uh Pencil push extraordinary extraordinaire, Lance Archer, the murderhawk monster.
1: Gang, gang, gang.
0: Dog. Hear that music? Archer is crazy in the ring.
1: And he and he's been eating spoonfuls of peanut butter daily. Look. Like around the clock. Protein Look. overload.
0: Listen, if if Paige doesn't have the wherewithal to turn himself around in the fucking air. That spot on the damn stairs could have gone way different.
3: All
0: and, I'm saying and Archer, is protect- Archer threw caution to the wind like fuck this guy.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is protect your Nick. We ain't doing no more moon sauce for a while.
0: Uh, I'm so sick of Dan Lambert. He 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 actually helped tell the better story in this match by taking off the top rope. But I could have done without seeing him. Jake the Snake Roberts pulled one of your one of your favorite moves out. The, the short arm clothesline and then tried to parlay into a DDT on the concrete which we all know
1: you can't DDT a man on concrete
0: why Suave? you'll kill him and I believe that's probably what Lance Archer told Jake Roberts
1: <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is you can't DDT a man on concrete cause you'll kill him uh,
0: and it, so it didn't happen but it happened to Jake from should, Adam, he, Adam Page
1: Ah. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I, I didn't mind the match, you know, because I grew up watching ECW. I'm cool with, with death matches and the whole shit that goes with it. I, part of me comes from the understanding I went back and watched The Great White Hype, which we, we had discussed. And,
3: <laughs> ah. and
1: Fred, the Sultan, the Sultan. <laughs> one of his main rules is don't give away what we can sell
0: this entire show is a pay-per-view no bullshit all
1: right if you had gotten that same match at revolution you would have been happy spending your 50 bucks
0: you you got you got mjf barking at punk for stipulations you got with it with, with the craziest intro we've seen in a long time you had the debut of jay white the debut of keith lee a mystery partner for CM Punk being John Moxley, and then also a Texas death match. You also had a TNT uh or sorry TBS championship match with Jay Cargill and uh ROW graduate AQA. And then we also had Serena D with a five minute rookie challenge. Like this entire show is a pay-per-view. The entire show is a fucking pay-per-view. And you gave it away because of the Olympics, because the Super Bowls this weekend, because Raw had the the worst ratings they've had in over a decade, and it's all been built around this forbidden door, wink, wink.
1: I mean, very, very similar to WCW. See, WCW was a wrestling company owned by a television company. AEW is a wrestling company in a partnership with a television company that is owned by a madman.
0: <laughs> a do a, a madman with some some cash.
1: You feel me? A, a madman with some crazy money and a fucking vendetta.
0: I've told, I told people this too. They, they want to talk about how they think AEW's a flash in the pan. And I'm like, you can't compare the two. AEW in its third year has a market cap of three hundred and forty million dollars. WWE is a company that at the at the top of its of its, uh, of its product uh, portfolio has sports entertainment, aka professional wrestling, and that company is worth one billion dollars. So you have a company that's worth one billion dollars that wrestling is the forefront of that company, which has a bunch of other companies within it. The worldwide a- leader. Whereas AEW is only doing wrestling at $340 million. You're in their third year and you're worth a third of your of your closest competitor. Hey. So I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Like, it's getting really difficult to tell Kano's he's not doing it right. Yeah. And and it's it's the same shit as going on in Stanford. As long as you're getting checks that come in that look like the ones they're getting, it's hard to tell those people that it's not working because the money says it is.
0: I'll do you one better. Neither one of them can say that there's competition, but be damn who you say that to.
1: And and we told you to stay out of the comment <laughs> section arguing with <laughs> idiots. That's what you have to do. I promise. I swear to God. What you have to do in 2022 is stay out of the comment section arguing with people.
0: There's your jewel. <laughs> oh man yo it's black history month we've been giving black history facts Um, you hit me with something before we started recording we gotta bring it home with this one we got to
1: I'm with it so what I did is I suggested that we have um, this is this is bigger than a mixtape and you hear people all the time they put together their their Mount Rushmore's of wrestling this shit might
0: start a fight
1: it might it might not now my original plan was to do, do how we do our mixtapes, where you can't repeat the same entry. I still, I'm still leaning towards that.
0: Nah, but, nah. I mean, cause it's possible to do it that way, but
1: there's there's a couple that are undeniable. It's a better social media post if we make a consensus. So if that's a peek behind the curtain of how shit works. It, the the consensus is better if we. It's better if we come to a consensus of this Mount Rushmore. The horses ar- have two different versions.
0: The argument looks better for the pencil poster massive when we come to a consensus, consensus as opposed to us having our own individual Mount Rushmore's simply because now you're having to either choose sides or figure out which one is better while you make your own. No, no, no. We'll come up with one together and then y'all can fight with your mamas about it.
1: So, Black History Month is the birth and the first that we're aware of black wrestling mount rushmore
0: we are outside
1: affectionately known as mount blackmore <laughs>
0: all right so we got to have a founding father
1: you want you want to have a coin flip see who picks first or who's got the first argument um nah nah
0: cuz 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 we can go we naturally the, the number is 4 and we have to we th- we have to throw in a fifth because they made room for a fifth.
1: Yeah, so yeah, four and an alternate.
0: Or four and a right in vote. Right in vote, yeah. That's the right we'll go- not an alternate, right-in vote. So go ahead and pick one. Ron Simmons. You know what's funny? That's actually gonna be my first pick.
1: First black wor- first black recognized world heavyweight champion. And you can
0: stop right there.
1: <laughs> you feel me? Like you could <laughs> That's it. Be done. <laughs> and then if you wanted to put some more sauce on it, first one half of the first black world tag team champions. And hurry that, up start carving his face out. Damn.
0: <laughs> and you can you can even put him on with the with the with the nose jersey as he's raising up the WCW World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Um That's more than a face though, fam. You can put the the, the nasal strip on him and the eye black underneath if you wanna go that far.
0: Man, you know, I hate I hate to pander. I hate to pander, but it's so deserved. It. Okay. It's so deserved. It. You cannot say black manager. You cannot say manager of champions without this man's name popping up, and there are no other names that's going to pop up if you don't mention his name. Um, it would Theodore R. Long, Teddy Long.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting pick because in my mind, I did not have a manager being selected. So that's very interesting. I, okay, we got to answer this question once and for all. Now we, we amongst ourselves have answered this question. We may have even answered it on the show. But because we are <laughs> in the month of blackness, uh, we, need to answer, we need to answer this question once and yes, for all.
0: Yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes.
1: Okay The Rock Yes <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you Thank you for real yeah. We're not even gonna make this stretch out Everybody know what we're talking about easy <laughs> you is or easy is you ain't The answer's yes The Rock goes on route On Mount Blackmore Now
0: Rocky Johnson is was born in Canada However Dwayne Johnson was born in America Rocky Johnson is black So is Dwayne Johnson on that side And um yeah he may be the most international piece of talent in history, <laughs> owned and claimed by more territory. Gangland. <laughs> All right, so we've got Ron Simmons. Uh huh. We've got Teddy Long. Uh huh. We've got Dwayne Johnson. We do.
1: Now, now it gets real. You gotta be careful with these choices. It gets real. I got Booker T. I knew you were going Booker I knew you were, and it's hard to argue. It's the most decorated champion in all of
0: ten-time wrestling. World Tag Team Champion, five-time WCW Heavyweight Champion, one-time WWE World Champion, uh, Impact Legends Champion. Um, it, it the list goes on. A King of the King Ring. Of
1: the ring. That's <laughs> don't 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 sell him shout
0: so now the write-in vote. This is this is going a lot smoother than I anticipated it going.
1: It. I mean, you know, we know what we know. I'm I'm willing to look at it. Is if we're gonna have four wrestlers and one manager, the manager should count, in, count as the right in vote. But that's that's a completely that, different. That that's f- that's that's, that's fine. I'm going to go in a direction that. People probably would not have guessed from me.
0: I, I know where you're going. Hold on, I'm, hold on, hold on. Before you say it, I'm gonna type something to you, and I want you to tell me if this is correct.
1: Are you texting this or what, what yeah, I
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, just sent it. No. Okay. Good.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, do, I'm not doing that. All right. Um, but, but yeah, that would that that been a good write-in, but no, nah, I ain't doing it. All right. Um, JYD, the junkyard. Dog. Ooh. Because when it comes to crossover superstar, this man made a whole bunch of money for Bill Watts and his no-good motherfucking ass. And then continued to be a star in Stanford and became a cartoon. He was so much of a star. The
0: only black star during the rock and wrestling era. Only? and, And was so profound in his stardom and his fan favoritism that they made him animated on Saturday mornings where everybody saw him. Even if you didn't watch wrestling, you watched Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling.
1: JYD packing out the Superdome. He all in the know you. He, I mean, like, JYD ran rough shot through Louisiana.
0: Man, and there's no argument. There's no argument there at all. Um, and he
1: tra- he trained Red Dog. <laughs> uh,
0: that's unk. You know what I'm saying? That's unk. You know what
1: I'm saying? You feel me? Got down at WrestleMania three. Oh man! Is, I mean, like, yeah that that's that's an iconic dude. You got some honorable mentions. I I feel like Ernie Ladd could have made this list. Ernie Ladd
0: could have made a list simply off the fact that he was the first. Um, the first person to not just transition from pro football to pro wrestling, but also to play pro football while I also pro wrestling. The OG
1: of the two sport athletes.
0: That that is impossible to do this uh, in this day and age. And I, I'm interested to see some TV or how he did it back then. But he was also booking for Mid South when while this was going on. So he's that, Big Cat Ernie Ladd definitely honorable mention. Um. And honestly, I'll I'll go a step further. If this uh if this Mount Rushmore were were being made in say like the end of the 80s, then I will actually we'll say we'll say by the end of the 90s. By the end of the 90s. Dwayne Johnson doesn't make it. Teddy Long still might be on there. But if Dwayne Johnson's not on there, I would probably venture to say he's being replaced by Eddie uh by Ernie Ladd. So yeah, that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a choice there. Um good
1: writing candidate, Ron the Truth Killings.
0: First and only recognized NWA world heavyweight champion of color. Mm-hmm. The ten pounds of gold that Harley Race, Terry uh, Terry Dory Funk, uh Ricky well not Ricky Steamboat, uh Rick Flair, um uh, Kerry Von Eric, David Von Erich, uh, um the, the 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 same belt That they made famous, he carried. Adam Mm -hmm. Adam Pierce carried this belt.
1: Scrap iron,
0: Uh, and he's the only black man to carry that belt. And he did he did so in TNA and did it, I believe, three times.
1: Shout out to Bobo Brazil,
0: the actual first black world heavyweight champion for the National Wrestling Alliance, which he was not recognized as such. Hmm.
1: Per- perfect reason to make Mount Blackmore.
0: <laughs> Your recognition. <laughs> uh, um, Roman Reigns. Ma- is it too soon? It could be, but he's doing the best work of his career. And this is what solidify him as a Hall of Famer, not his work with the shield. Not whoa, his-
1: whoa, 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 whoa. What you doing? <laughs> whoa, wait. Wait, what? You got some splaining? <laughs> Lo si, you got some splaining though, though.
0: The, the work that he's doing right now as your head of the table and your tribal chief is single handedly usurping everything he did prior to that and he and he did it himself by saying to Seth Rollins quote that's beneath me now
1: I'm talking about his ancestry.com
0: <laughs> oh I'm sorry I'm sorry you can put the whole family on that bitch
1: I mean the whole family is gang like come on bro you need at least one parent
0: <laughs> Alpha Seeker uh, The High Chief
1: the hi- the yes, They, they, you, they you are can, all gang I do recognize that You can
0: put the High Chief up there Simply off of the fact of his DNA
1: Big Keisha's my OG I do understand everything that you're saying right Yoko now. I mean loco yoko booyah tribe (laughs) all I'm all I'm saying is I I think we need a direct path to his ancestry to get him on Mount Blackmore
2: he said he said we need we need need to speak
1: with the tribal chief and private council and we'll talk to the wise man and the wise man can connect the dots for us
0: the the wise man is running the kits and he's charging us for the kits so I mean (laughs) he's got the swabs (laughs) Um. oh
1: a damn shame
0: (laughs) who else who else we got let's let's do two more
1: Miss Jacqueline
0: man first uh, first black woman to hold the WWF world uh, women's world heavyweight or women's title because they didn't have the world title they just had a women's championship
1: is is she the only black woman in the WWE Hall of Fame I believe so I believe she is that's another one oof That's that's a flex Do do better Stanford I mean (laughs) Damn While I While I agree Like where else Were you gonna get one Jazz This is Hurry up (laughs) Man (laughs) That's all I'm saying Like I, I, I threw your Grapefruit there On purpose Hurry up Get Jazz in the Hall of Fame
0: I mean now If you If you really Wanna go Like you know Into the WWE Wheelhouse this is not a shot at Charles Wright. If the Godfather can go in, so can Alicia Fox.
1: At some point. Not no time soon. Hey, all
0: I'm saying is we we need more than one in right now. So yeah, hurry up. I,
1: I, I get I it, but we ain't got a. Sh- I won't say shoehorn because that's disrespectful. Yes. But forcing it, forcing it just for the sake of saying you have one. I, ain't, I don't, I'm not with that. I, I no, nah, don't don't force it for me.
0: Who who else? Who else would you would you do that? I'm trying. I'm who trying else, to think.
1: Who else to put on Mount Blackmore?
0: No, nah, as far as the uh, women.
1: Ah, it's rough because you ain't really had a lot of that representation. Everybody else that has a has a legit chance to go in is active. they active the
0: right now. Yep. <laughs>
1: like like Sa- Sasha has the resume to go in. Naomi. Naomi.
0: Uh, Naomi's probably the senior of them all right now. That's the that's the crazy part.
1: Uh, Naomi has turned enough chicken shit into chicken salad that she should get in. And she's a former women's champion.
0: Sonya Deville owes her a, a whole a month's worth of pay out of her own damn pocket funky. I mean, I I, I almost said something. Almost, almost said something. (laughs) It's
1: it's still real to me, damn it. Uh, um, Of course, Bianca and Sasha, or Sasha's off top. Uh, I think Bianca will get there. Um, Anybody else? I don't think they were really ever in a position to make it happen. Like, the Funkadactyls are not going in.
0: Nah, Cameron's definitely not. Like, the fact that she actually made it to the Royal Rumble wasn't more of a surprise than it was a shock.
1: <laughs> or, as, or as my wife refers to them, the pterodactyls.
0: <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> so, I
1: mean, yeah, that's a that's an underserved, underutilized portion of the audience. African American women are, are underserved as far as the WWE product.
0: And let's see here. Who else? Who else can we go to?
1: On um, Mount Blackmore.
0: Um, Mr. T,
1: first celebrity Lawrence. WrestleMania one. He he's waiting in line behind everybody else we already named.
0: Definitely, I mean, just we're just talking about right ends, but yeah, he's wait, He's definitely. Wait. Oh, so uh,
1: Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence would be Taylor, in line before Mr. T. Oof man. And they have similar resumes. They're both WrestleMania main eventers. They're they both won, won, in, won one the first done. match. Oh, no, yep. no, no. Actually, Mr. T main evented the first two WrestleMania.
0: In the first one, didn't that end in a double
1: disqualification? Some shit. It was. It wasn't good. <laughs> Whatever it was, like it, it wasn't good. True. They tried the box and it didn't work.
0: Here, here's one. And this is this is going to be uh, uh, quite this now this is this is a crate dig here for you. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was uh, was a referee at the main event of WrestleMania 1, but uh-huh. he also was tapped to do uh a Super boxer. Show
1: boxer versus wrestler.
0: Oh, well that ver- so versus Antonio Inoki and in, in, uh, in Japan back in uh, in the 70s you're absolutely right, but he also was tapped to be a referee after he retired from boxing uh for a Superdome event for uh,
1: Bill Watts. And
0: what's name? Jim Ross was the one that was responsible for getting him down there.
1: And he also went over to the collision in Korea, and he was marked safe coming and going. <laughs> oh, man. Muhammad Ali is always a good honorable mention, no matter what the list is for.
0: Uh, I'm one of the few people that can say, I met that man. I'm proud to say that, too. That's a flex. I,
1: I, I may never say this to you again. I am jealous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You should be you should be sir and 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 as i uh as i disinfect the air that you breathe <laughs> 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 shout out jimmy Garver, and precious <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> yes sir. Uh.
1: yeah I, I think that's that's it that's I, it I, I, are we up with it good job i'm here i'm here so, for it yeah so ladies and gentlemen of pencil pusher nation it's official, you can take it from us. Professional Wrestling's Mount Blackmore. Ron Simmons. The Rock. Booker T. Junkyard Dog. And the write-in, Theodore R. Long.
0: Man, that hearing that from you almost brought a tear to my eye.
1: I mean, we out here doing, we doing the Lord's work, so now ain't nobody got to argue about it no more.
0: The, the challenge is, can you come up with the graphics for that?
1: <laughs> Shit. Shit. Why are, you, why are you making my, why are you making my life so difficult? Shit. Shit. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll see what I can cook up, but damn it, boy.
0: Bring on your argument. Show at BrokenPincilBC.com, brokenpistlebc at gmail.com at Broken Pizzle BC on all things social. That's at Broken Pizzle BC on what?
1: Everything. Everything. Everything.
0: Everything. We got uh, Dante Smiley coming up, but before we bring him on, <laughs> hold on. Do we want to tell them what we got next week?
1: They got the tune in for that.
0: See y'all next week. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh.
2: Motherfucker this time, baby nigga, it's so serious You don't know shit about my pain, shit about my friends Shit from deep down within, them, I'm going with the hormones that bother me the most Deep down inside, there's a lot of them, ghosts and goblins Ghouls and demons and hobbits and shit, walk around in my noggin That's my first problem, I got a lot of shit to try to solve But I can't cause I'm starving Man, don't overload, no control over nothing No more, look at my photo close through, see the eyes of the man who dies and dies and dies Time and time again, but I rise like Miss Angelou With my pride and I try to get right back at it Automatically in it again ain't no static that to keep me from rapping That's what I was gonna do Warning you niggas that death will become of you Some of you do understand that my hand will be playing That bullshit, pushing and killing man My adrenaline pumping, we slumping and dumping Fucking bodies They just egging From Deep down within them all with the hormones that bother me the most Deep down inside there's a lot of them go and goblins, ghouls, and demons, and hobbits, and shit, walking around in my noggin' That's my first problem. I got a lot of shit to try to solve, but I can't, cause I'm starving. Man, don't overload, no control over nothing, no more. Look at my photo close. See the eyes of the man who dies and dies and dies Time and time again, but I rise like Miss Angelou With my pride and I try again. right back at it Automatically in it again, ain't no static going to keep me from rapping That's what I was gonna do, warning you niggas That death will become of you, some of you do Understands that my hand will be playing that bullshit pushing and killing, man, my adrenaline pumping We slumping and dumping fucking bodies and They're just it. so around and around I sound profound, shit worry now And now we gon' show you the flows that Blow you out the water, then I know the ship was throw down. homie my town. and child Where waiting took all the steps. It's just a circle that turns around on itself. Up down. To
1: the
0: I got lost reading meters over here, Suave. <laughs> Man.
1: Focus your dream promoter time. Don't do that.
3: I'm, I'm just I, saying. you know, I haven't. I've, I've yet to receive my hot dog and/or handshake for this episode, sir. <laughs> see,
1: you see you see hot dog and a handshake.
0: Look, if you Tony doing too much. Tony, before I tell the people who you are, let them know what the cost for this is.
3: Yesterday's price is not today's price. One more time. I said yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. price Can I get just an went amen? man. Price, price just went. Price just went up. <laughs>
0: yes, sir. <laughs>
1: we'll Don't... have an A and B selection as the ushers are in circulation with the collection plate. Well man Tony Snow is with us once again. You can't ban the snowman. It, ha, it's
3: our favorite DJ. What's good, everybody? It's
0: only it's only right that uh, we incorporate some color into the blackest thing you ever heard in your life. We got a whole month of blackness for you.
1: Off the top rope directly into your chest cavity with all of the pressure necessary to get a three count.
3: Unprotected. Chest cavity. Chest cavity, we getting like that specific with
1: it. Yeah, you gotta go directly into the chest cavity. You gotta get Gordon solely with it, you know, side soup. Souple. souple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We only doing plays and saltos. <laughs> and savate <some> kicks. <laughs> and we're only punching into the abdomen. <laughs> also, Joining We're us today, into the solar plexus,
0: Join-
3: the bread basket, the bread basket.
0: <laughs> the there so- you go. The solar plexus. <laughs> yes, the solar plexus is where all the trouble happens. Joining us today, we have current sore wrestling heavyweight champion, champ, champ, champ. Prime actually, time. Actually,
3: actually, actually, actually Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to correct you. He's the OIWA world champ. Oh. Champ oh so,
0: so champ champ he's champ not
3: the sore world champ he's the oiwa, O-I-W-A world champion. He's champion of multiple independents that's what he's I the seeing. king of the indies right now <laughs>
4: prime time dante smiley ladies and gentlemen yes sir yes sir hey that that yesterday's price is not today's price is arguably one of my favorite clips, if not the greatest clip ever <laughs> well, well, it, it could be
0: argued that that started from one Ron Murray Jr., courtesy of K104 here in Dallas, pencil pusher, and he's actually the fourth man. He's the, he's the unofficial manager of the Broken Missile Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop, where he coined the phrase,
2: Price just went up! Price just went up! Yeah, at all times. <laughs> He's
1: like the MVP of our hurt business.
2: Awesome.
4: <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> Dante, what the business, man? Oh man, just getting ready to get ready to head to Arkansas this coming up weekend. Got a got a match out there defending my OIWA International Heavyweight Title per usual. Uh, just getting it in, man. Make, making these strides, fighting whoever I can fight. Whoever wants to fight, cause I want to stay fighting the best of the best. And that's what I've been doing, especially <laughs> over the last two years, man. it's, it's funny, bet. it's funny. Like I was in,
0: I was introduced to you via uh another pencil pusher extraordinaire. Uh Swang, Swang, Ricky Blaine up in this thing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? My man, Ricky Blaine. <laughs> Both yeah. Broken pencil Gang. Yeah, indeed. You uh you actually have uh one of his he's actually your 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 artist for your theme music that you go to walk to the ring with.
4: Oh, yeah. No, like Rick and I have known each other for about 12, 13 years now. Like we used to we we're in the same music group back in the day when I was super heavy into the music scene. Back in, you know, 09 to 2014, we had a we had a little group that we ran with. I mean, we've done a lot together. He's been he's been my ace uh, since day one, so to speak. So it was only right that when it was time for me to have some actual original interest music as I do now, which yes, he did, he did do, uh, that he was the one to do it. There's no, either he's gonna do it or I'm gonna do it. But one, <laughs> it was not gonna leave out of us two. either. I was gonna do my own interest music, or I was gonna have him. And I knew it was one of his dreams uh, to have a a interest music for professional wrestling. And so it was only fitting that I'll be the one to make sure he got his first one in. Yeah, That's
0: we you gotta keep the casino open and keep all the money in house. That's the rule.
3: Right. It's crazy because, you know, before I even met you in the pro wrestling realm, I lived out in Ditton, Texas for about four years and I got in the hip hop scene out there. I know DJ Spinmo really well and he kind of got me out there. And between, (laughs) I'll tell you what, man, between DJ Spinmo, Mill the Mayor, um, Buck Baby, just a (laughs) ton of people that I got to know and respect out there they all knew and respected you. So, like, the first show that we ever worked together, that EWA show a few years ago, I was a fan of you on the hip-hop scene, and I'd never even seen you wrestle yet. So it was cool to hang out with you there. And then when when you and Ty won the titles that night against uh, Larger Than Life, that was an awesome match. But I want to, you know, every podcast interview people ask a pro wrestler how they got started, I want to know, I want to jump these guys to that question, and I want to twist it a little bit. How did you transition from hip hop to pro wrestling? Was it an easy transition? And was it different than you thought it would be? Um, No, it was a relatively easy
4: transition, you know, because like like you say, you know, I was deep in the hip hop game. Denon is 100% where uh, I really started kind of getting my due diligence, so to speak, within the music business before, you know, I was doing openings for everybody with score more shows back when they would come to Dallas at Trees, and from Travis Scott to Casey Veggies, we did shit with Waka Flocka, Drew shows My out guys. at Haley's and Andy's, yeah. Drew shit uh, shows out in uh, Denon with, at Haley's and Andy's. Like, you know, I know all them guys from Denon. That you mentioned, uh, along with you know, record Mike was out there as well. Shouts so out and to record Mike. Of Mike. On, Indeed. You know, and I've known Red for a long time. Like everybody, man. So he, he was one um, of the first artists
0: did. I met uh, before I got to Texas that I got affiliated with after moving here that I wasn't already tied into uh, back in two thousand eight. Yeah. And, and I met him through shouts out to uh, Do It All, Lords Underground. I, that's how he and I got connected was through Do It All.
4: Yeah, yeah, Rick, Rick is a hella genuine dude, man. Like, I mean, everybody out there is, bro. Everybody just loved making music. There were no egos, uh, really, in that then There was initially, when I first got out there, there there's a lot of separation in the different style of rapping that, you know, didn't brought, because there's a group out there called Fab Deuce, which is, uh, I mean, yeah. relatively yeah. like a white rap group, but yeah, Fab it's Deuce it's was a you know what I mean? And uh, so there's Fab Deuce, then you had people over on the other side where... Uh, Mama, Trey making the beats again, uh, where, where Trey, the producer, was out there, along with Miller, the mayor, along with Woe, along with Bug oh, Baby, and Rick, and all of them from that side. What's well, shout but out they to they my guy, uh, Ju- Ju-
0: Juicy the Emissary, as well.
4: Yeah, Juice, yeah. And, uh, like, they were never doing shows together, like the, the one group on one side, and then those kind of on the other side weren't doing a lot of shows together. And when I came in kind of you know what they considered i guess at that time the backpack rappers so to speak you know being in college at unt and i came in and started throwing shows at those big venues out there i wanted to bridge the gap because i like the dudes like fab dudes i like the dudes like bug baby and all them from out there because that's where i used to record was actually at a uh, at trey's house this is where i used to record when i was down at dinner and uh so i was able to put everybody on a whole bunch of shows different shows and kept the mix going so i got, got real deep into that but um anyway fast forward to Now, you know, 2014 when I started wrestling, uh, I was getting ready to go out to South by Southwest and uh, myself and my former tag team partner, Ty Wilson and I had a wrestling podcast that we used to do that was on Deep on Air. It was a video podcast. Uh, We rented the studio to be able to run it every Sunday. And there was one episode that we had where we were talking about the independent wrestling scene and kind of asked each other on air because we had never really talked about it. Like, have you ever tried to figure out how to like get into it? Because we're huge fans, both athletically built already. Uh, I had just started getting back in the gym at that time, early 2014. But, uh, you know, neither one of us had really like looked it up. So we did and we found uh, MPX actually. And we I hit MPX up and uh, Kirby was the one that answered my email. We went out there and did photographer, photography and videography for MPX. And when we were out that night, uh, we went to drink with him and stuff afterwards and had good times. And we met, you know, a lot of the wrestlers that were wrestling for him back then Jerome was there at that time, uh, Jerome Daniels. Uh, there was a girl named Ruthless Lala that was there, uh, Mace Malone, and, and, and just a whole bunch of just OG people that are actually still around uh, doing, doing some of their stuff to this day but uh you know everybody was kind of talking to us and you know some people were getting good vibes from some people we weren't getting good vibes from and the entertainment business is the entertainment business there is no you know so meaning that what people deal with in wrestling people deal with in the rap game people deal with in the rock game people deal with it in the acting business is all the fucking same shit at the end of the day and uh so you know people spending a game trying to sell us on why we should go to this school why would you go to that school but it wasn't until ruthless lala sat down so shout out to her she sat down and she was like all right she was like i don't give a fuck what anybody was saying to y'all she was like i'm gonna make sure y'all get trained the right way and she was like i have nothing to get out of this situation because i don't work for neither one of these schools or anything like that but there's this guy named Anthony Black that's out in Fort Worth. He runs a company called Big Texas Wrestling, and he has a school. He'll treat you right, he won't try to take your money just for no reason to run you into the ground, and he'll make sure you get out of this business what you want to get out of it. And she wrote his name down, wrote his number down, and gave it to us, and that night I got on Facebook and added him and sent him a message, you know, just like, hey, uh, you know, myself and my dude to try to come out and train, see if it's something that we want to do how much do you cost you know yada 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 just trying to get you know the details to everything and he was like just come out on monday see if you like it and then we'll go from there so we drove you know an hour 45 minutes two hours out to the other side of fort worth from where we were coming from i was he was, Ty was coming from a part of dallas i was coming from the colony which is where i lived at that time and uh, it was about an hour 45 minutes through traffic two hours depending on how bad traffic was to get there and we got out there that Monday and just, like, fell in love with the game. You know, I always grew up wrestling fans, but fell in love with the pain of what you got to go through to work to become, you know, what, what I have become and where I'm going with stuff in my wrestling career today. And we hit the ground running, man. We were out there Monday, went back Tuesday, went back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, took Sunday off and rest and repeat. Uh, you know, and until we you know opened up DFW All Pro Wrestling Academy, myself, Ty, uh, Sean Sean Lou Gotti, and Tony all opened Gatti. up DFW. Yeah, and we we all opened up DFW together uh, out in Haltom initially. When we kind of partnered up with uh Junkyard Dog Fight Team uh, out there at that time, we we kind of subleased from them. And, you know, now, now that's become a whole thing where they got their own place. And uh, so it's been a hell of a journey, man. It's, it's just a testament of discipline and consistency and hard work. And also uh, not taking no for an answer and playing my game. You know, I don't do... Circles. I don't have a lot of just like outside of people at Sora Bumps and Bruises where Bobby Sermo brought me on to be his head coach at Bumps and Bruises Pro Wrestler Academy two years ago. Outside of that, I don't have these major circles of people that are signed by these major companies where I can make a call and be like, hey, man, you know, can you tell so-and-so to invite me up? Or if I come up, do you think I can get on or anything like that, man? I got to send emails. I got to make phone calls. I got to kind of do the dirty work, you know, along with, obviously. Bobby sticking his neck out for me at all times, trying to get me, uh, you know, to different places. But all of it is a testament of what I put in, man. You know, some people might say not but going buddy, buddy and doing that kind of system. Uh, might affect people the wrong way. For me, I love where my journey, uh, you know, what has got me through. I love what I've done. I love where I see it going. And so even though I didn't do it, I'm still getting everything out of it that I expected to once I finally hit the ground running and started making a lot of strides uh, in this professional wrestling business, not only as a former tag team specialist, but also now over the last two and a half, three years since I've been a singles competitor, more than anything, uh, really spreading my wings and showing people, you know, that I'm one of the best in the game because I face the best and beat the best and put on clinics with the best in the game. You know what I'm saying? So the proof is in the pudding with that, as far as that goes. You know, and, and I'm down, and I'm down to test that week in and week out as I do. It's a testament to your work ethic too that in such a short amount of time
0: that you're going up against main event California were guys and and because the, the first match I saw you in face to face was against Austin Aries back last year um, at, yeah. a, at a Sormania event and that, that was uh, that was crazy within itself because it wasn't like like you know Austin Aries is going to come down um, he's going to he's going he's gonna to give you a show but you expect a name like that to only give you 10 maybe 15 minutes in the main event of an independent show and you guys went on for damn near 30 minutes of yeah, course it was a championship like, yeah. match and he and he 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 bigged you up you know he 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 gave you the proper respect at home which never
4: happens um talk about that experience a little bit man um you know it was awesome you know because especially with somebody like austin aries which everybody at this point if they are true wrestling fans you know saw austin aries into impact you know what i mean and you know austin aries has been called an asshole. you know somebody that's hard to work with This and that. And we didn't get none of that, bro. Like, I mean, he came down and he respected me for the position that I was in and what I had done up until that point. And he was like, whatever you need me to do, we'll do. You know what I mean? And that's how he came. That's how he left. So it made it real easy. And then we got out there and just let the magic happen. We weren't planning on going almost 30 minutes, to be 100% honest. But the match got going and we could feel the energy from the crowd. So, you know, we made sure we started calling. We started adding to within the ring, within the spots that we were in to, to to give the audience that much more you know what i mean of who we both are and then uh you know for him somebody that you know beats people by submission to me hanging them upside down and some making him submit in the elevated cloverleaf in the middle of that ring with 300 plus people around uh was absolutely awesome man, you know what i mean but man. like you like you said it, it's a <laughs> testament to the work i've put in for people of that caliber to come in and be like what do you need me to do i've already heard about you i've seen you i've seen your look i've seen you talk i've seen you wrestle let's go out there and show the world that you are who you say you are and that's what he wanted to make sure that we did is go out there and show everybody that i am who i said i am and that i was in that position for a reason to to be facing them and not only facing, to be somebody that he comes in and uh, puts over because he respects my position. He he didn't uh, he
0: didn't hold back either. He he pulled no punches. It was uh it, it was it was as in as it got. But the one thing that I did notice from him was that even while he was in his role, he seemed to be having fun. And if you don't love right. what you do, then it's going to be dangerous for the other people on the other side of that ring for you, right from you. And uh, yeah, he 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 took, he took care of
4: you, but at the same time, he made you feel his pain. Oh yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. You know, the the thing is, to have high quality matches, you need high quality people that are willing to work with each other and trust each other. Ultimately, um, if people don't trust their opponents, uh, there's no way that it's going to be a high quality match. You know, there's going to be hesitation somewhere, and there was no hesitation anywhere in that match. We fucked each other up during that match, <laughs> all from start from from start to finish you know what I mean and gave the crowd everything that they paid to come see yeah they got their money's worth that night
0: uh, you also had some success uh, at the end of uh, 2020 and even once uh, in couple uh, up time in 2021 on AEW Dark man um, you got a chance to go down to Jacksonville and and, uh, and team up with, uh, with Max Stardom um yep. I saw a match against uh with you and Max Stardom against the Lucha Bros and, and, and another one against uh, uh Best Friends. Best Friends? Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah man, how was it like down in Jacksonville? Um awesome. I felt at home, bro. I mean, you know, cuz the thing, the thing that people have to realize once you get to a certain level in wrestling, the only thing that separates you is opportunity that's it it's not a whole lot of skill necessarily it's just being able to be seen by more people that you can get to talk about you that way you can get a contract so to speak uh because there's a lot of great people on the independence that should be signed and deserve to be signed and put the work in and have the skills <laughs> the mouthpiece and the look to be signed, the only thing that separates them from those that aren't signed is literally opportunity, and that is it. And so it was good to finally uh break that glass ceiling and get a major look from a major company like AEW. You know what I mean? Granted, you know, they they were our tag matches that I had, so obviously with being on dark, the time is limited and, and you know what's expected. Everybody knows their roles going out there. But luckily I was with some some OGs of of the game and some very professional individuals. Where they wanted to make sure that we got some shit in you know what i mean and what didn't just go out there to, to get ourselves squashed or anything like that, uh, you know, and being there 10 seconds or anything. Every match that I've had out there, I've been able to to put in some shit and, and be able to highlight some stuff uh, when I've been in the ring. And it's just been a blessing to be in that locker room or any major locker room, you know what I mean? I think all of us are blessed for any individual at the end of the day because you're beating odds. And that's what all this stuff is about. You got to stay trying to beat the odds of what, the, what, what this game tries to play you because there's a shit ton of wrestlers, and there's only so many major spots. You can make a living off of being an independent, but if you get signed by Impact or the E or New Japan or AEW is something that you want, spots are a little bit more limited at that level of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so when you so when you get those opportunities, you have to seize the moment. And, and, and stay on the better end of that and stay getting invited back or whatever else depending on what you want out of your journey some people don't want to be signed by a major because they like control of their stuff and they didn't got to sell their gimmick to nobody or whatever else it may be which is cool but if somebody is one of that big fat contract and, and to be have that national exposure uh, that worldly exposure uh, then they got to stay beating the odds to be able to get there and do everything they can to do so and just keep showing up and showing out every single opportunity that they get in the independence while they're still wrestling or when they get opportunities like on a dart or on the elevation or if like the E bring somebody in for, you know, a two oh five live or an impact taper or something like that. And then across the board for for any opportunities people may get at those other big companies. Uh, they got to they gotta take it and run with it and get everything out of it that they can with the time that they have and just be grateful for the opportunity because there's a lot of people that are out there that wish they could step in the rings that uh, some of us have been blessed to be able to step into. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's, that's
1: what's up. Now, obviously, we looking at it like you're not very far off from, from being able to tell people yesterday's price is not today's price and that price just went up. So we, we pretty much know that and and I gotta take it back to the very beginning of the interview where you so casually said, you know, you you about to go defend one of your many championships. So my question is, how much are you spending on luggage for all these various championship belts that you have carrying <laughs>
4: around? <laughs> uh, so funny thing, Christmas of uh, what we just got out of 2021. So Christmas of 2020, uh, I got some uh, whole new actual set of luggage, uh, like <laughs> a set of luggage for Christmas <laughs> from my in-laws because of that because I travel so much. I needed Let's these different bags up. to carry different stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, so I got some new luggage that year of uh, 2020's Christmas for my <laughs> wrestling <laughs> travels because it, it does take a couple bags to take everything that I got to take and other gimmicks and, you know, belts if they want me to depending on which one or how many they want me to come out with and, and whatnot because at one point in time, there's been two different times that I've had held like four or five championships at once, two separate times like won them all, had them all at one point in time, lost them and then won a different set of four or five belts. and had them all at once. Um, you know, so I've been blessed with a lot of opportunity. I've probably held about 13 to 14 titles, different titles overall, some of them multiple times, which aren't included in that number. But, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely had a blessed of a career very fast within the seven and a half, eight years and I don't plan on a damn thing changing as I go on, you know, right now I'm the OIWA international heavyweight champion. And uh, that's my focus. Cause I do have to travel a lot monthly for that. But now we're, you know, one thing before Bobby, and, uh, you know, before Sir Mo had gotten sick recently, one of the big things that he wanted was uh, for us to bring other people's champions in uh, either to face me or face somebody else to be able to highlight their stuff and us outsource matches and uh, title matches to other companies so that's a lot of stuff uh, that we're doing so you'll see the OIWA uh, champion and championship pop up at different promotions that you didn't expect that aren't even under the OIWA umbrella wow That am
1: oh, getting look. to it in a major way a air, air bending belt collecting superstar of the individuals <laughs> hey, here on the Broken Pencil too,
3: and, and guys not just that man he's a motivational speaker and a, he's a published author now tell us about your book champ yeah,
4: yeah. So uh, this year published my first book. It's called Becoming Unfuckwittable is the name of it. Becoming Unfuckwittable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already a fan of it. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's it. the title of it. Uh it's 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 on Amazon and stuff. I actually have some copies that I could send you guys. So if y'all just uh, you know, DM me all the addresses and stuff. I actually have copies on hand that I could send y'all and stuff. You know, I just appreciate y'all giving me a platform to come talk about what i love to do and you know helping expose me and stuff like that and within the business and to y'all Shit, that goes y'all's, both ways, uh, man. y'all's audience you know what i mean absolutely um so that so there's no problem for me to do that but uh yeah so becoming unfucked is my first published book won't be my last i'm already working on a second book right now uh, but it's just you know this first was like people getting to know me because with how much i've done Especially Tony, as you know, with my history in the music business and stuff like that, a lot of people will meet me and I still do music and, and stuff like that. I've dropped albums still over the last few years. I'm just not doing those big shows as much because I got wrestling and wrestling takes up a lot of time. Um, but uh, it tells people about my life story, what I went through, you know, childhood, separated family, household, kind of that under, that underground story that a lot of us have went through. Uh, But a lot of people stay in certain sectors their whole life of some of those troubled situations throughout uh, going into, you know, their their adolescent life to their young adult life to their adult life that they keep around. And, you know, I was one that was very uh, adamant on breaking generational curses and changing my family's legacy to make that smiley name genuinely means something different from what it's ever meant before. And, you not, know, the Nor- second bi-
0: and not Norman Smiley for those who
4: on no, not, not no, in no, the no. know. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, rela- no, no, no relation at all. No, not, not Ricky Smiley either. Cause I know he'd be out here in Dallas all the time too. So not him either. But, um, you know, making that Smiley name genuinely means something for my family's sake, uh, which is awesome. You know, I was the first one to be on national TV. I was on the dude perfect show before, Uh, Then obviously with the AEW stuff, then, uh, you know, I'm the first published author in my family. I'm the second entrepreneur, like full on entrepreneur, because I have my own fitness training business, primetime fitness. And I'm the second entrepreneur and business owner in my family. My grandmother was the first one. She owned a daycare and I'm the second one. But the first for the Smiley's as far as that goes, because my grandma, on my mom's side was the one uh, that owned the daycare. And so it's that kind of stuff that's important that the book talks about, just how to how to overcome certain stuff, how to get over a victim mindset, how to live a different life than what this world tells you you're supposed to live with going to college and working a nine to five job and this and that. And that's the only way that you know the, the world should be. And that's not it, you know what I mean? There's multiple ways to skin this cat. And I firmly believe that people uh, should try to live through their passion, you know, I get obviously having a uh, nine to five because shit has got to be paid, you know, but I think at the end of the day, when people have a true passion for stuff, they need to figure out how to try to try to work it to, to monetize it. You know what I mean? Because that's how they're going to ultimately get all that happiness they want. And for me, that's doing a multitude of things for fitness, from wrestling to, to music and all that kind of stuff that, you know, makes up who Dante Smiley is. They're they're all different coats that I wear at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So one coat come off, I put another coat on. That coat cut off, I put another one on. I get home, my father and husband coat is on and so on and so forth. Um, So that's everything the book talks about, man, and just opens people up to my journey and what I've been through and some life lessons that I've learned along the way that they could possibly learn from and uh you know it did great it was an amazon bestseller it was number one on the new releases list at one point in time shit it was the number th- it was the number two book in the professional wrestling category of books behind moxley because we released relatively on the same day and Fuck um, your shit Dante! yeah so, so so yeah so you know it, it did it did very well it was number one for like the southern region artists uh, for, for like southern authors and stuff like that and then you know i was on a in in one category that was like African American uh, African American celebrities, it was on the top ship for that at one point in time through you know that first week of release. So it did really well, man. And you know I'm I'm very grateful for everybody that that took the time out not only to buy it but to read it and whatnot. And those that uh you know are steadily going to because there's people that are obviously still picking it up, still going to be reading it here soon, you know. So it's just a uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do something like that and solidify my legacy in, you know, a thing like becoming a published author that only 1% of the world ever has the opportunity uh, to be able to do. Not necessarily do, but choose to do. Cause everybody can do it technically. Uh, but only 1% of the world ever becomes a published author. And I'm in that 1% and that's a dope ass thing to be a part of.
0: Man, that's that's, do- that's dope shit. I
3: love how the world sees wrestlers as like muscle bound steroid ridden dummies. And then you meet someone like this who's a motivational speaker, and entrepreneur, a world champion, and an author. <laughs>
0: I love it, <laughs> man. I, love
1: I thought it. I was bullshitting with the airbender. Like, no. Nah. Nah, <laughs> for real. In real life.
0: <laughs> Dante, you're talking about wearing a lot of uh, a lot of different hats, doing a lot of different things, and you talk a lot about your about your guy Bobby. Bobby is more known to the common folk as Sir Mo. Of, uh, of uh, Men on a Mission Talk about we you guys uh, Talk about you guys' relationship
4: Oh yeah man You know Bobby So I've worked for Bobby And uh, his company Sword Championship Wrestling And now uh, the old was What he's grown into the OIWA uh, Not Sword hasn't grown into the OIWA He's just branched and created the OIWA That has multiple promotions Up under it But I've been working for Bobby For about six years overall You know I'm a two time uh sword tag team champion with ty wilson we've had those titles two different occasions and then um after the second time that we had them it was relatively close when ty and i decided that we wanted to kind of start going singles and stuff like that because we've been tagging for so long it was just kind of time to spread our wings and do all thing and make make a way in a different way for ourselves because stuff was just getting a little stagnant uh because we had faced everybody that was anybody in the tag divisions across the united states and, and here, you know what I mean? And so it was, it was time for something new, and Bobby saw that. Um, and everybody stayed working for him. We had a group called Dot Mob at one point in time that that ran rampant throughout Sword Championship Wrestling that had me, Jerome, uh, Jerome Daniels, uh, Kenny Steele, and then Ty Wilson. I'm a huge
3: uh, Sorry guys. I just gotta throw that in there. Dot Mob was my shit, man. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we did we did a lot, man, and a lot we we got a lot of flat for creating Dot Mob um initially. I don't know if it was cause we were a group of uh four black individuals that decided to form a group out here like we did or what. But uh, a lot of people didn't like the fact that we formed out mob. Uh, you know, one promoter, one promoter, and I'll get back on track, but one promoter Fuck told them. us, he right. was like, you know, uh, now you're good. <laughs> One promoter literally told us that he was like, now I can't have y'all face each other when, like, he was never planning on us facing each other anyway. But that's the bullshit that motherfuckers would, like, give us during that time when we did that. They're like, oh, well, you know, now now I can't have Jerome versus Dante or Kenny versus Dante or Jerome versus Ty because y'all are together. Well, it's too... No, It was too late. I was like, but we were cool with still doing it. That's the thing. We challenged them to still do it because we're in our group thing. You know, we were like, we're for the best to do this shit right now. And if we gotta face each other, why wouldn't we want to face each other if we're saying we're all the best group or not? You know what I mean? We'll just have a brotherly challenge type shit in the mat or whatever. And uh, they they didn't jump on it, man. So uh, we got to where we got to, and we did what we did with Dot Mob. And, uh, you know, it just fizzled out for for us. You know, a lot of stuff just kind of started changing. People had different motivations. People's work ethic was differently, which is all cool. You know what I mean? Everybody, at the end of the day, wrestling, even in a group, is still an individualized sport. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So we had to let people do what they wanted to do. Ty and I wanted to take a step back from it. So we did. It kind of went our own separate ways. And uh, with with that, Bobby knew that I wanted to be a, a singles wrestler. And so he started booking me in a lot more singles. Uh, I was already getting booked singles other places as well, but Bobby with Sir Mo was one of the first ones to really uh, put me out in the forefront. And he was like, dude, he was like, I believe in you. He was like, I've never seen anybody that could talk like you, that could walk like you, and then go out in the ring and back it up. Uh, you know, uh, very, 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 uh, unnervous like, you know what I mean? A lot of people talk but they really don't walk. Or a lot of people will walk but don't got to talk. He was like you got the triple thread in there. You got the look with how you're built and your you know your physique. He was like yo you on the microphone and dropping promos is one of the best I've heard. So you got that there. And he was like your skill on the ring. And he was like, I believed in you from the day one. And he was like, but you got gotten so much better over so and so time. And he was like people need to see this shit. And so it was like two years ago where uh um, he started really invested in me in my opponents and my journey and you know he does most of my booking now even for with other companies that i go work for like they got to go through him to be able to book me like i very rarely do any of my own booking anymore so it's kind of cool to have somebody like sir mo uh, that people got to go through to do your booking because uh, once again just like the austin everything something as minor as that to some people's eyes is a very very major in the grand scheme of things with how this professional wrestling business works when somebody is well respected as uh bobby uh sticking his neck out and and being the go-to contact for you with a lot of stuff and uh, so it's been awesome working for him you know what i mean we've got a lot of talent through our uh we have a, got a lot of talent through our training school bumps and bruises pro Wrestler academy where bobby brought me on two years ago as the head coach of uh, of the training school as well when he needed to kind of take a step back from from being in the ring as much as he was due to certain health reasons that he brought me on because he loved my vision and my outlook on professional wrestling and he heard things of me talking to people in the locker room uh you know after matches or before shows and he just trusted it and not only that you know me being a fitness trainer as well he knew I already was already a coach and so it's just transitioning and te- teaching people uh how to wrestle in that instance so you know and that's how i try to give back to the situation uh myself so we have a great working relationship uh, the oiwa is completely driving right now soar is under the oiwa brand we the oiwa has a promotion in arkansas that's ran by a guy named jason Maldonado in sherwood slash north little rock called uh, chaotic kingdom wrestling which is where i'm wrestling this weekend we have a company that's uh, ran by a lady named Cece that does shows in Memphis and also does some shows in Forest City, Arkansas that's called Southern Extreme Wrestling. But Bobby has promotions in Canada, has a promotion in Canada that he works with. He has a company in Japan that he works with because him and a guy named Sony Ono, who's a historical yeah. manager in the professional wrestling business. Invader have a of great the re- Selfie. We oh, know the right. Yeah, of Sonny exactly. I know. And, 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 and and so so, Sir Mo and Sonny have a great relationship, and we're trying to do some stuff with them. And a lot of shit is going. You know, a lot of shit is about to pop. You know what I mean? As far as the OIWa goes um in my journey within it and, and i'm very very invested in the oiwa and growing it just as much as you know bobby and the oiwa are investing in me and in my journey not only within the organization of the oiwa but also getting out and going and whooping people's ass at other promotions as well
3: mm. man you now i gotta i gotta i want to ask you champ um you know, as a as an entertainer as well, like I, I I still get nervous before every show. You know, there's something you know I let myself get in my own head, and there's something about you know I'll I'll get there early if I whether I'm DJing somewhere or just anything, and I'm like, look at all these people here, and at some point in the night, even if it's just for a second, they're all gonna be looking at me. You know, like right. it, it gets It freaks me out. Like, and you've you've done big shows in hip hop when you worked with. Waka Flocka and some other big name acts and you've also done some huge shows in pro wrestling whether it's AEW or Sorkade like like, do you still get butterflies before shows and if you do what, you know which, which one's more intense to you getting ready for a hip hop show or getting ready for a big time wrestling show um I want to say one is necessarily bigger
4: than the other. It's just that I'll get butterflies before going out just because I'm a perfectionist and I want to make sure the people get the show that I know and am going to give them and, and making sure my integrity stays in hold throughout however long I'm in the ring or on the stage to, to give that to those people that pay tickets to come see me one way or another. But the moment I go through the curtain or the moment I come step out on a stage, they're gone i feel at home i feel at peace because i firmly believe yeah. it's exactly what i'm supposed to be doing and where i'm supposed to be at in that moment in time so it, it, i just i feel real comfortable the moment i go through that curtain but before you know you'll see me kind of on my knees i'll throw a prairie out always before i hit the stage or hit the ring you know then i'm pacing in the back behind the curtain be it the hip-hop curtain or the rest of the curtain. i'm pacing and then the moment my music hits and that are the people here and you know what I mean? And and my wife is on my intro of that song, you know, she's the one that's talking back to me in there. And she's like, of course they are. I'm like, good, good. They got the cameras out of way. She's like, of course they do. The moment that hits, everything goes away. Or the moment the DJ calls me out onto the stage. Everything goes away because they cheers start or the booze start or whatever it may be on the wrestling side and the hip hop side. You know, I'll come out, especially if it's a show here at Dallas. and You come out and say, what's up? Da- what the fuck's up, Dallas, Texas? And everybody fucking goes ape shit. And you're like, yeah, I grew up over there for 635 and Web Chapel over by the C store and yada, yada. You know, and you, people can relate to you real quick. You just got to know how to have that, that presence. When you're in front of people, building rapport, everything, where, where like, you know, people, people aren't required to give you their attention. You have to demand their attention by what the fuck you do or who you have become. To where, right when your music hits, they start going ape shit. Or if they don't know you and you're somewhere for the first time and you come out and it ain't dead silent, but by the end they either need to be cheering you or booing you because you had to, you know, eat out the palm of your hand one way or another. Um, that that's how you know when you got it, man and uh so i feel a sigh of relief the moment my music hits or the moment i hit a stage or whatever it may be everything goes away because i firmly believe it's exactly what i'm supposed to be doing right where i'm supposed to be at and it's like okay let's go give them exactly what you said you were going to give them which is the show which is the best performance of the night be it performance on the stage or a performance in the ring true indeed man I, I truer words couldn't be spoken i don't i can't speak for
0: swab but i know whether i whether I'm DJing, if it's a house party or if it's a venue, if I'm de- even if I'm just backing him up, you know, as being his soundtrack until that first beat hit, that beat, the first beat hits rather. It's, it's butterflies but once that first beat drops it's a wrap it's, it's on and popping right. from that, I, I got you from that moment it's the, on it's, it's
1: the exact same it's it's butterflies right before and then as soon as those first couple of bars roll off and you don't either fall off stage drop the microphone or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, see yeah, it, just so long as nothing fucks up in the first 30 to 60 seconds then everything is just smooth sailing good, you. Yeah.
3: T- dude. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Once I hit Pony and the bras start flying on stage, I'm good, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you hit
1: the Steve Smith, start singing genuine songs and shit. That's what you right. talking. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. You <know> what <laughs> what he, else do you think the hit pony the Pony means, Rob? Uh,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, look,
1: everybody has different definitions for different things. People are out here experimenting, <laughs> doing all kinds of shit. What I've, yeah. learned is, what I've learned is that it's 2022 hey, and you assume nothing. You, you, you go to Detroit, hit, hit the party, means something completely different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yo, Dante, <laughs> so who knows what it means in Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> or Tijuana. <laughs> you see what I'm saying?
0: Yo Dante, what are you uh, what are you listening to these days, man? Everybody has a different taste and shit. You more more along our uh, and, and our our demographic generally. What uh what what what, right. what, what you what are you fucking with musically right now?
4: Um, well, like I, honestly, a lot of my playlist is made up of of older shit for the most part. Uh, but I, you know I listen to some new. You know I listen to any major artist, bro. Like I'm not I'm not very picky with my hip hop necessarily. Where I'm like oh. You know, I like this person because of this. And I'll, I'll, take, I'll take everybody relatively with with a, with a grain of salt in for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so, like, we're I've talking always about, been. We we're
3: talking, were talking to Rodney Mack earlier, and he pulled up Ghetto Boys and Scarface. Is that like your lane?
4: Yeah, I, I listen. I listened listen to Scarface the other day. I don't listen to him, like, on the regular, regular, but I also had him in, playing in the gym the other day because I had Smile playing with him and Tupac, and then I let the playlist roll after that. You know, so I listen to that generation of stuff, you know, that 90s hip hop, early 2000s. So I listen to, you know, a lot of early Kanye, especially from, you know, graduation, late registration and all those early albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, Granted, I listen to uh, all of his stuff. I listen to a lot of Jay-Z. I'm big in the East Coast rap. Um, a uh, lot very big in the East Coast rap but I'll still especially in the car would throw throwing some DSRs some color changing clip, <laughs> you know and all ah. that kind of stuff because I keep it with Dallas and Houston especially you know because that's where I first started freestyling on with my cousin okay, when so, we were so if you if know 10, 11, 12 and shit
3: if you're an East Coast rapper champ please 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 help me settle this dispute once and for all Uh-oh. Jay-Z would totally dust Lil Wayne in a versus tell these guys that in, in a versus <laughs> Yeah,
4: yes, in a, a versus event. battle, Jay-Z would dust Lil Wayne. It's not a question. Well, of course. Well, here, so here, here's my thing, because I actually had to No, 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 no. Let, 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 me, let me say this. so Because I actually talked about this when somebody went was first going around, and Jay-Z said that nobody could stick with him in a versus. Um, if, it, if it's a lyrical crowd, I would say that. But if it's a crowd that wants nothing but radio hits, I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne has had more radio club-type hits than Jay-Z has, so if it's based off of that, you know, um, then by default Lil Wayne might get him, but if it's a crowd that genuinely knows hip-hop and is really about that shit, you know, then 100% Jay-Z should wax his ass, you know what I mean? I would definitely say that, but I, I think it would be dependent upon the crowd that was in the audience at the end of the day. So me personally, I say yes. Jay Z should wax Little Wayne a hundred percent because Little Little Wayne, he, you know, he made every hit for the radio. Jay Z didn't always make just every hit for radio. He would have a couple off of each album here and there, you know what I mean? Uh, but not many, and it's on you know a twenty-five track album type shit. And so that's a lot of music still that that wouldn't get that mainstream play. Whereas Little Wayne, most of his shit is gonna end up making it to. To the radios to do videos for and something like that. I mean, hell, so J- I
0: think Jay Z allegedly retired with an old, with a whole album that was not intended to hit radio. The Black See? Album. Yep. So I mean, there there is that right, right there, and that, that album was chock full of singles. Even even though Threats wasn't the single that
4: shit could have been, even with the shit well, talking. Right. right, and then that, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, he de- he definitely has stuff where. Well, we would look at it and be like, fuck yeah, he would wax him," You yeah, know what the, I mean? But then, then there's that younger generation that only went to the clubs and shit like that, that wants some shit like Lollipop or Got Money or, you know, all this, you know, them type tracks, you know, uh, the Firemans and shit that could be played in clubs and shit like that uh right. that would say otherwise and i know it because i got into yeah. argument with them that was saying otherwise when i was just like y'all y'all just don't know <laughs> you maybe you're just too young <laughs> maybe it's a different <laughs> like, time and then yeah, people, maybe people just too young and just don't know enough about I hear jay-z
1: lot, i hear a lot of people bring up like well what if mixtape wayne shows up like mixtape jay-z don't exist <laughs> right the, the, right and then the right. other thing is like like uh alluding to what you were saying to about the crowd we know jay-z is a chess player so you know this ain't happening nowhere but in new york and knowing him it'll be in madison square Fucking garden right mm-hmm. it, so by the time the verses is over it's going to be a jay-z anthology appreciation concert <laughs> right <laughs> so whoever, whoever's on the other side of the stage is getting washed it, it has nothing yeah, to bro, do with, yeah yeah
4: there's no argument that jay-z is not the greatest so at least. You know, one of the greatest to ever do that shit, dude. The dude's never missed. Even on his later albums, something like even like the Magna Carta, Holy Grail, when he dropped that and a lot of people were like, eh, it's okay. That album was still hot with nothing but bars on it. You know dude, what I mean? Four, it four, wasn't, four was because incredible. Of, the problem is, pe- people have a hard time evolving as their artists evolve sometimes. Jay-Z's not a street <laughs> no more. You know what I mean? He's not. He's a, <laughs> no. a, a, a businessman. And so on that album, he was on the album, he was flossing about adult business stuff. So it's different than something like his past albums, like A Reasonable Doubt and shit like that. There's never going to be another first album for anybody. You know what I mean? You can look at all your favorite artists almost across the board. And most of their first album was to be argued that is their their best album. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that afterwards. And so, but Jay Z has all. Jay Z has never missed on a project.
3: Dude, never. Jay Z was able to get too short on a song, and not have him say anything about bitches, and it still be a hit. That um, part,
0: but he said hoes. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he didn't mm-hmm. though. There's a difference.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> shit. Oh man, we can we can talk all day about this shit, Dante man. But you're welcome back on here anytime you want to come back on here, man. Anytime you got anything to plug. Anytime you got a show coming up, if you just want to come back, shoot the shit and join us for some some round the industry <coughs> wrestling talk, man. We got you, bro. Uh, go ahead and plug your shit, man. Let get everything in there, man. Let us know we uh where we can find you.
4: Yeah, most definitely. So first and foremost, the name Dante Smiley, that's D-O-N-T-A-E-S-M-I-L-E-Y. You can find me on all the social medias at Primetime Living, P-R-I-M-E-T-I-M-E-L-I-V-I-N-G. Also, you can find all my stuff on my website, from wrestling to music, to hire me to speak at your event, to purchasing my book, to signing up, to get on one of my fitness programs. I'm at uh, www.connectwithdante.com again, that's www.connectwithdante.com. That's the one top sh- the one stop shop where you can find everything uh, you need to get in contact with me or you know be a part of and support anything that I'm doing. And uh, so that's that, man. I appreciate y'all so much for having me on and giving me this platform today on this afternoon.
0: Man, we we appreciate you too, man. It's like I said, this is uh, it's for Black History Month. We're gonna have uh, interviews all month long, giving people their roses while we while we still can give it to them, man. And that's uh, just it's some of the blackest shit you ever hear in your life, and even with a sprinkle of snow because it's winter time, right?
3: <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> then we got LL Cool J,
0: right? This fucking, this fucking
3: guy, yo. Serious
0: question Dante We were talking about yes, uh, We were talking about the, the travel situation Your luggage and shit And you say At one point you had Sometimes what <laughs> like, Four or five belts At once Yeah How much shit Did you get from TSA?
4: <laughs> Not much man They were just always Interested in the shit Oh you okay know? And, and, and it's funny Because you know you know it's, Especially with like Airline industries They're like Alright you know, you get your one, you know, your one carry on and your one personal and stuff. If you can't fit under the seat, you can't carry it. I'm, I've never had a problem carry two things, even my, my entrance coats, that I've worn over the last few years, be it the long fur coat that I used to wear or my leather jacket now and my belt that I take everywhere with me. My belt, I hold my belt, hold my personal bag separately and they don't say shit about it and it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. They're like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll let that go.
0: (laughs) 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 Represent your shit. Suave, do me a favor, man. Yeah.
1: Take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down.
3: Dude, my birthday's like next that. week, y'all. You gotta come party with me, man. Yeah. Tony are you what you got going? I'm doing a show up here. Well I live in Durant now in Oklahoma. Okay. It's like an hour and change from D F W. But I got Lardy B's coming to headline. Oh yeah, and, I fuck with uh, Never Satisfied. Yeah, Lardy B's yeah, coming Mike, to headline. Me, me and
4: Blake me and Blake are real close.
3: Yeah, that's those my people. And me and Lardy have the same chiropractor, so she's headlining yeah. and, and, and her big ass is opening for her. Who's opening? Her big ass. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> dog, dog.
0: First of all, I didn't I didn't know until recently that Tony was actually a fucking comedian. I just thought he was just naturally funny, but I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. But dog, Tony right. was fuck around and going to a stand-up routine without even knowing it. And yeah, I know. And, it. and what's crazy is, what's crazy is everything he said is one hundred percent true. Yeah, right.
4: Like we <laughs> no, we laughing and we're like, "What are y'all laughing about?" That's the name. Like, <laughs> uh,
3: and, and no, and uh, and freaking um, who was I talking to? Ratchet ass Wuda wants to come and bring left cheek and right cheek with him. So. Yeah. That, that will get crazy if they show up. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be dope, man. Um <laughs>